Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. Takes a shot, runs into the box, shot, score! It's time for Atlanta Sucker Tonight. Tune in as Jason Longshore gives you insight and analysis on the beautiful game, including headlines from around the world of soccer. Rebound! Score! This is Atlanta Soccer Tonight, brought to you by Moe's Southwest Grill. Welcome to Moe's. Atlanta Soccer Tonight is on Sports Radio 92.9, The Game. Here's Jason Longshore. Let's kick it. Atlanta soccer tonight live on our new Tuesday night home for AST. Live on 92.9 The Game and the Odyssey app. I'm Jason Longshore. Welcome to our weekly show. We cover soccer in Atlanta, in Georgia, in the southeast, all over the country. Tonight we're going to dip down to South America as well. You know we're going to fill you in on everything going on over in Europe. Everywhere this game is being played. We're probably going to talk a little bit about it. That's what we do on AST. Always remember that you can subscribe to all of our soccer content from 92.9 The Game off the woodwork. Wherever you get your podcasts, you can also get it on the Odyssey app. So we got a lot to break down. When I started going through my rundown for what this show was going to be tonight, there's so much going on even though we're now in the international break. I feel like there's a lot to recap and a lot that's about to happen over these next couple of weeks no Atlanta United game this upcoming weekend gonna be watching a lot of Atlanta United players in action for their national teams we'll talk about that some World Cup qualifying getting started down in South America Nino Torres of Goal TV will fill us in on everything down there some teams to watch for maybe some surprises along the way also Atlanta United had two really Weird games to break down before the break. A home loss to Cincinnati, where they had the lead, and a road draw in Dallas, where they had the lead. Mm. Weird, weird games. I want to start with the game against Cincinnati, because first off, Cincinnati's a really good team. They're the best team in the league this season. Still feels like there were points on the table in that match, especially with the early goal from Edwin Mosquera. Cincinnati turned the game into one that suited them. And Atlanta willingly went went along with it. And that's something that Gonzalo Pineda was very frustrated about when I had the chance to, to talk to him before the Dallas match. Atlanta stopped playing like Atlanta United. And look, it's easy to do when you're playing a team, one, that's as good as Cincinnati, and two, that is very good at forcing you into doing things. The way they play with their pressure and the way that they play in transition, you start almost getting into a game of one-upsmanship. And that game in the second half, maybe the middle of the second half, the middle segment of the second half, it turned into a back-and-forth game that really isn't Atlanta United's forte. And they got away from what makes them good. I think what we've seen since the League's Cup break Atlanta United is at its best when it controls possession, when it controls the pace the match is played with. doesn't mean it's always slow. It just means you play it on your terms. Cincinnati wants to play very fast because they're not really too worried about possession. There's not anything about patience in the way that Cincinnati plays. They want the game to be chaotic. They want those moments of chaos to be broken up by brilliance from Luciano Acosta, and he showed why he is in the, if not lead, 
right behind Tiago Almada in the MVP race. I think Lucho might have passed him with this game. Lucho Acosta is one of the best players this league's ever seen. He, he is an amazing talent. And when you make the game chaotic, it suits the great individual players. And Tiago Almada can play well in those moments of chaos, too. I mean, he's got that ability. But that's what Lucho does on a regular basis. It's one thing to be able to adapt. It's another to be comfortable because the game's being played in the way that you like it. Cincinnati was able to get it to that stage. After a good start from Atlanta United, honestly, Cincinnati didn't look like themselves in the first 30 minutes. They were slow. They were methodical. They weren't really pressing very high or with much intensity. That picked up as the first half went on, and in the second half, they turned the game into a series of transitions. It felt like ball would turn over, go to goal, see what happens, doesn't happen, go the other way, see what happens, happens, doesn't happen, go the other way, go the other way, go the other way, and it, and it was just like a ping-pong match. That's not how Atlanta United plays well, and ultimately Cincinnati was able to get the best of Atlanta in that match. It, it, it should have been a draw on the night, in my opinion, if you're Atlanta United, because when that game starts to get away from them, there's got to be a reaction to lock it down. Sometimes in games, and, and I know this is probably not what you want to hear, but as somebody who has been on the bench in these moments uh, with a club who has watched these moments over lots and lots of years of watching games, who went through these moments as a player, th there's times in, in games where you kind of know that you've gotten all you're going to get on the board. You could shoot 20 more times, you're not going to find the back of the net. You're not probably not going to get that many opportunities because the game is turned, and it's turned against you. And in those moments where... You know, I think I used the boxing analogy in the match, on the match call here on 92.9 The Game, where it felt like the game had turned into two guys throwing haymakers, just trying to connect, just throwing bombs, maybe glancing blows, not really knocking either, either side out. Well, Cincinnati, when they found the equalizer, they got a knockdown in the fight, if we're going to continue with the analogy. Good fighters in those moments know how to steady themselves and hold on. Sometimes you don't have to hold on very long. Sometimes you do. Sometimes you have to hold on the rest of the way. Atlanta United didn't do that, and they ended up getting beat in this match. Now, when you get to the next part of the season, which is going to be the playoffs, and Atlanta United's going to be in the playoffs, you can't let that game go. You've got to take it as long as you can. You're going to get into a best-of-three series in the first round of the MLS playoffs this year. If you can steal a win by steadying yourself, hanging on to the ropes, not letting your opponent knock you out, taking it to penalties, and you know anything can happen when you get to that stage, you give yourself another opportunity to get the result that you need. Atlanta United didn't do that, and it has to be a lesson for this team in that moment. The two lessons coming out of that game for me are, one, you can't get into transition battles with teams that thrive in them. That's not the way Atlanta United's built. You don't want to press your luck there. Two, when you get rattled, when you concede in some of these moments, you've got to find the way to get your bearings again when you get back to your feet. The way this team is built, that's by keeping the ball. That's by being confident, being, yes, maybe methodical, maybe slow, in possession to get your bearings again and regain control of the game. Atlanta United never regained control of the game once they lost it against Cincinnati. Cincinnati's done that to a lot of teams this year. Atlanta's not the only one. But if you're going to go deep in the postseason, You've got to handle those kinds of moments of adversity because they will happen in games. There's no way around it. Now, Dallas was a, a whole nother kettle of fish, as they say. Uh, the game started with a really weird goal for Dallas, and then Atlanta found the equalizer late in the first half. Yorgos Yakamakis, who needed a goal. I think he was getting a little frustrated because he hadn't found a goal in a little while. Got one. 
Great ball from Tiago Almada. I feel like we take it for granted at this point. Then they found the go-ahead goal. Saba Lobjanidze with uh, a wonderful goal. He had come close on a really similar sequence earlier in the match. He puts this one home. Looks like it's really good for Atlanta United at 2-1, and then they concede a bad goal the other way. Let's hear first from Saba Lobjanidze on the result, and then he was also asked, and I included the clip, about how he feels about his time in Atlanta so far. Here is Atlanta United winger Saba Lobjanidze. Yeah, it's like, you know, I'm a little bit I'm disappointed because we didn't get to three points, but it, I think, you know, still it's not so bad. I think uh, away one point still is good, you know. We I think we deserve uh, three points. We had the chances, but, you know, Dallas play also good, so... I don't know. I, I think it's a good team. Dallas is a really good team, and I think uh, one point is good, you know. But, uh, yeah, we'll, I, I hope uh, next games will be three points, you know. Uh, general, it's perfect, everything, you know. I'm very happy to be here, you know. I am really enjoy every day, every training, uh, very good stuff, and uh, teammates, you know. Everything is really, really good, you know. For a player who's only had a couple of training sessions, like normal, intense training sessions with his team, Saba Lubjanica figured things out in this game. I think you saw early, Brooks Lennon and Saba couldn't really find each other in good moments, and Saba would make a run that was unexpected. Brooks couldn't find him. Tiago couldn't find him. As the game went on, they all adapted to one another, and that's what good players do. And Saba Lubjanica is going to be special. That's one of the things we've learned over the past week in Atlanta United's world. Let's hear from Gonzalo Pineda, his thoughts on the result in Dallas, and especially that first goal for Dallas that was scored by Paul Areola. Here's Gonzalo Pineda after the match in Dallas. Uh, I think we did enough to, to could have won this game, um, but at the same time, um, we made a few mistakes that, that uh, didn't help us to consolidate the three points. Um, I'm very upset at the first goal. Um, I think 99 times out of 100, those are fouls. But we we got the 1% of the sample. And I'm very, very upset at that one because I can show you many, many examples, um, not just us, but other teams in the world, that those are fouls. It's a push from behind and then... Uh, he just legitimately touches the ball from from the side, but before that is a push, two arms clearly on the back of Miles, and then from there is a goal. So I'm very upset at that one. But uh, once we we came back, I think the team did a good job at controlling the tempo of the game. We had way more possession, um, and the game started to be open, which is another thing I didn't like. But the possession and the patience in the final third was there. A couple options that were very, very good. And, uh, and of course, the goals, the quality of the players. Uh. I'm with Gonzalo. When the game got so open, and this happened in the Cincinnati game as well, it made me feel uncomfortable. And it should be something that we recognize as a not-so-good thing. That's what I, I wanted to end the segment with. What we've learned over the past week about Atlanta United in the loss of Cincinnati, the draw in Dallas. Could have been more points in the bag. Only one out of the two games. Felt like it should have at least been two, and honestly should have been four, in my opinion, because I think they should have been able to find a way to draw at home against Cincinnati after conceding the, the first goal to the orange and blue. And they should have been able to win in Dallas once they got the 2-1 lead. I totally agree with Gonzalo. The no call on Jesus Ferreira shoving Miles Robinson and then running through him. Yes, he got a touch, I guess, to the ball, but he went through Robinson to get to it. That's a foul almost every time you see it. And I am absolutely blown away that MLS Instant Replay in their video sequence about questionable decisions around the league did not even include that moment. I would be willing to wager that if it was Kamal Miller of Inter-Miami who was run through by anybody in the league, that it would have been talked about. It's a goal that you don't expect to give up because you expect the foul to be called. Miles Robinson does not have a reputation for going down easily. 
It was very frustrating that that goal was given up. The whole night changed. I love the fight back from Atlanta United. What did we learn in these two games? Sabalob Janidza, he's going to be a special player. I, I just I love his ability on the ball. Two, don't get into transition track meets with your Cincinnati's, with your Philadelphia's, with your New York Red Bulls, if you see them again. If you see St. Louis in an MLS Cup final, don't get into a track meet with them. It's not how Atlanta is built to play. Three, got to clean up defending balls over the top. Got to have higher pressure. And it can't always happen because, look, these guys aren't robots. They, they might run, 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 press, 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 and then they take a breath. And the opponent has an opportunity to launch over the top. When the pressure isn't there, the back line has to drop instead of stepping up. Luisa Brom was very, very close to catching Kamongo offside on that Dallas equalizer. Didn't get high enough in time. Pressure was there better. It's not like the boost gets ball over the top to Messi where there wasn't pressure and the back line stepped up. There was pressure. Abram stepping up. Couldn't quite get there to catch Kamungo offside. It was very, very close. Biggest thing I've learned over these past couple of games, manage tempo. It's going to be the most important thing to Atlanta success the rest of the way. That doesn't mean it's always slow. That means you manage the pace the game's being played with. Sometimes go fast, especially when you break that first line of pressure. Sometimes go slow when you have the ball and you're in a safe spot and the other team is pressing you. Be patient. Be methodical. Work the ball side to side. Find the opening. Reset the ball, especially when you're on the road. Reset it back to your back line. Control the tempo the match is played. Don't get into wide open games. I know fans love it when, when it's neutrals you're talking about. This isn't a neutral kind of thing. We're talking Atlanta United here on Atlanta Soccer tonight. Control the tempo. Protect yourselves. Accentuate the positives in this team and protect the deficiencies in this team. Don't get into track meets. Manage the tempo. Coming up next on Atlanta Soccer tonight, World Cup qualifying starting in South America on Thursday. Nino Torres of Gold TV joined me earlier today to talk about the South American World Cup qualifiers. Coming up in a few minutes on 92.9 The Game and the Odyssey app. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Back to more of Atlanta Soccer Tonight with Jason Longshore. On Sports Radio 92.9, The Game. Welcome back, Atlanta Soccer Tonight, live on 92.9 The Game and the Odyssey app. Second segment of the show and World Cup qualifiers getting underway in South America. No one better to bring on than a good friend and frequent guest of Atlanta Soccer Tonight, Nino Torres of Gold TV. Nino, how are you tonight? I'm pretty good. I'm pretty good, Jason. I'm so excited that the uh, final, the, the qualifiers are here and I cannot wait to start man. it feels like we just finished the world cup because we kind of just did and now we're already into the qualification process for 2026 and it's different this time around because there's more teams that are going to get there from con i've always felt like this is the best world cup qualifying process in south america is it still as good as it used to be even with more teams getting in it's still the toughest in the world 
it's still the toughest in the world, but by, I, I'm gonna say by a long mile, uh, because uh, in any other in any other conference, uh, you you don't get to face Neymar twice, you don't get to face Messi twice, yep. you don't go to the altitude, you don't go uh, to the Amazon. I mean, it just is is is. It is the toughest in the world. There's, there's no doubt. There's no doubt. Now it's uh, it kind of soften a little bit because of the uh, the number of, uh, of spots are qualifying. Now you finish seven and you got a chance. You got to go into a, into a playoff. So, in uh, that's 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 the only downside of the uh, of the qualifiers. There will be serious competition for spots. There always is. We always get to that four, five, six, and there's a lot of competition. It's just going to be a couple more teams that can get in this time around. I want to bounce around a couple of teams before we we get to the obvious ones here. I want to start with Uruguay. And Uh it's Marcelo Bielsa's first qualification process with the Uruguayans. No Luis Suarez, and I don't think he was very happy about being left out. No Edinson Cavani either. It's a new era. How do you rate this new group of Uruguayans? I love it. I love it. I mean, I'm uh, against all the uh, all my Uruguayan media friends that they were so mad, they're so upset because how dare you not calling Cavani? How dare you not calling Suarez? Uh, uh, it's like wait a second. All right, let's stop. Let's stop right there. The attacks on, on Marcelo Bielsa because uh, um, as, as far as I know, I mean, it, this would be this uh, 2010, 14, 18, 22, fifth, the fifth World Cup. For, for these two, okay? Mm-hmm. Uh, we appreciate the services for for both of you. You're no longer playing at the uh, the elite level. I'm talking about elite uh, Real Madrid, AC Milan, Manchester City level. Okay, you're playing in Gremio, okay? You're playing Boca Juniors, okay? But you're not the same, okay? And 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 the, and the time and the time passes for every one of us. Now, having said that. I am so excited because, uh, I, I, as you know, I I call the uh, the Uruguayan league, okay, and I, and I and I see uh, this young talent every single week, every week, and and the reason why they have all, all this young talent that they can develop that they once they sell them to Europe they're not coming back, mm-hmm. and uh, because they play every time they play they have the uh, probably is Uruguay is the the the, the country in. I don't know I say in the world, but probably in, in the entire continent, that uh, plays their youngsters more often than any other country. No other country plays under-21s, under-19s, that they feel on the teams every single week. You at least see under-21s at least four players on each team uh, that are playing in the United Top Division. Okay, so the, the new era of strikers that they have, it's just they're loaded with young talent. They're loaded. And, and, and Bielsa knows that because, let's face it, okay? Bielsa is a genius, right? He's, yes. uh, but the genius also, they have their, their cuckoo side that uh, nobody <laughs> understands, <laughs> right? So they, let's be careful, not, not go that far down the line, <laughs> right? But uh, if he stays in the middle, well, I think your way will do good. And I, he's going to, I'm telling you, I'm, I'm so excited. I'm, I cannot wait to see your wife uh, first couple of matches. And the World Cup qualifiers, because I, I think that that team is is gonna fly. That team with all the intensity that Bielsa requires for his players. Now he has um, Uruguay is the youngest team in the in the World Cup qualifiers in, in Commonwealth. Yeah. Twenty three years old. Twenty three point six is the average. Twenty three point six. The only uh, a player thirty years old is uh, Sergio Rochet, the uh, right. The goal. Everyone else under 30, everyone else is fast. Everyone else is, you know, you got Darwin Nunez, you have uh, uh, Facu Torres, you have Pelistri, you have uh, uh, Brian Sarmiento, you have, uh, I mean, you have plenty, plenty, plenty of, of, of players for Uruguay. They're so physical, they're so young, they're so talented. And uh, with the man of uh, Marcelo Villas, I think this team of Uruguay is going to fly. And we'll see. We'll see now. Um, for me, on, on, on paper, uh, also Marcelo Villas is, is uh, very, uh, very careful with what information that that he shares. It's not like that. Like, oh, this is the open training for you guys. Come on, being there. No, no, no. <laughs> no, no. He doesn't like that. He doesn't like that. Okay. And uh, 
but I, I know that he's just so dedicated. This is a guy that sleeps, eats, drinks soccer all day long. All right, even when he sleeps, I think he's thinking of soccer. Mm -hmm. And uh, so, with that kind of, of, of head coach, I think Uruguay is is gonna is gonna. You were, we were saying this about the uh, who's gonna be the surprise, right? And uh, probably I would say Uruguay will be fighting the the two the two giants uh argentina Brazil. okay okay let's let's bounce over to a team who didn't get in last time who uh -huh. i think there had to be a, a lot of questions about how all of that whole process went for colombia hmm. in 2022 or at least that cycle with the wider margin to get in now this team with all the talent they have they've got to get in right uh, they should, they should. Uh, the, but the problem, the, the the always that Colombia always has is their uh, is their mindset. Yeah. Uh, if you if we go back to the uh, that marbles team in '93 that qualified for yeah. the, uh, you know, to to the World Cup '94, and they they say that we we thought that we were already world champions. We thought that. All right, and now uh, Toto Lorenzo is, is trying to to soften that uh, that attitude because they're doing great. They, they did beat Germany two 0 You know they got a they got an outstanding record. Uh, they only conceded. Uh, they play eight eight qualifi eight qualifiers, eight games under uh, under Lorenzo, and uh, they score fifteen goals and only concede six goals. Okay. Mm -hmm. Now talking about the the, the the goal scoring, and I'm gonna I know we're talking about Colombia, but this is gonna touch every every other team in the in the uh, in the region, and that's the uh, the striker position. Okay, every every team in in the Commonwealth qualified. Not not every team. I mean, except uh, Brazil, Argentina, and I must say Uruguay. Uh, the strikers are aging. Okay, you got Marcelo Moreno Martins of the world, you got Paulo, Paulo Guerrero. Uh, they have to call these over over 35-year-old strikers to help the national team. Why is that? Because there's no no one in the pipeline of, of strikers uh, for every single team, including Chile. So Chile's in, in trouble too because uh, they got this kid Brandon, but uh, still, still there's no a prominent through nine. That is gonna that they're gonna need, okay? It's because in in the World Qual in the World Cup qualifiers, uh, if you take Marcelo Moreno Martins out of the equation, then you have Messi, you have Suarez, you got Neymar. Okay, in the previous one, I'm talking about the previous one. Yeah, and um, they make the difference. They make the difference, and 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 in Colombia doesn't have that powerful striker. They were also talking about Falcao. Why are we talking about Falcao? Why are oh. we talking about Suarez? Why are we talking about these guys that are over 35? Forget about them. Let's let's give the room for the 25-year-olds. But you look at the rosters, and uh, there's not a single 25-year-old in uh, the that is elite for Colombia. You have Juan Ferquintero, but he's not a true nine. Um, I mean, but overall, I think the unit, Colombia as a unit, is strong. They might, I mean, the goals might be coming from different directions, from different positions, but I, um, as, as well as Peru, as well as Chile, as well as Paraguay, Venezuela, eh, none of these teams uh, have a, a striker that uh, will make the difference in the competition. That's fascinating because we, we always think of the great strikers from South America over the years. I mean, even plenty of cycles before this past one. It's crazy that they're just, I don't know if they're not being developed or if they're just not getting that experience to grow early on. You mentioned Uruguay playing young players. That doesn't happen in every country in South America, and maybe it's coming at the detriment of the strikers. Absolutely, absolutely. And that's why there's a big gap between the, uh, uh, I want to put this example for Peru. Pablo de is 39. The next one in line is La Padula, who, didn't play here, wasn't developed here. Technically, right. he's Italian, only his mother is, is Peruvian. And then we have Valera, uh, which is a striker who came off uh, from the beach beach soccer. Oh, wow. So some, somebody scouting, like, oh, that guy, the guy plays uh, for the national team, Peruvian national team, but for a uh, beach soccer. So they 
call him into a, a professional team and now he's in the national team. But oh, there was wow. no one else, no one else in between. And and yes, it is a problem because usually these leagues um in, in, in Comebol, uh, they get the strikers from somewhere else, right? Right. So the leading striker uh, for Peru is uh, um, Bernardo Cuesta, right? The leading striker in, in, in the Liga and the Liga Pro Ecuador right now is Miki Parrales. He's, a, he's an Ecuadorian, but a, he didn't even get a, a call for the national team. Uh, and you see, you notice that the leading strikers for every league is not from the country that they're playing. And that's, that's, the, that's the problem. They don't have room. They don't make him play. They don't make him play. I want to put an example for Matias Arezzo, who uh, he didn't get a call this time, but I think he will get called in, in Uruguay. Okay, he's the twenty-year-old striker for for Peñarol. Mm -hmm. Like he started playing for real play at the age of sixteen. At sixteen years old, he was playing already. At seventeen, he was a starter. At eighteen, he was a captain. Oh wow! At eighteen, he was a captain. Okay, and then there's a, there's another striker, young striker, uh, Thiago Borbas, that he played with uh, with Areso in, in real play. Now he's playing in uh, Bragantino in the Brasileirao. Uh, what was that, two years ago? Yeah, two years ago, they were both playing, and they were just little, little, right? And uh, that's, that's the point. If you're ready, I don't care if you're 16, you play. You play. You start playing. And that's something that we need to... Uh, start uh, uh to look differently here and uh it's crazy because uh recently we got some uh we we were trying to sell some players and uh somebody uh, not somebody but uh, many people in the media that were not agreeing that uh if not if it's not the right team don't go if it's not the right league don't go i was like no you go you yeah. go that, that if it's better to play in the second division in the premiership not playing in the top flight division in Peru. Right. Okay? So in, in, in the people's like, no, 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 don't go, don't go. And now the latest case, this the our winger, uh, Brian Reina, plays for Alianza Lima. Gremio came and said, I want to offer 1.5 for your winger. I want to take it. I want to take it to, to Gremio. No, he didn't sell. They said no. And uh, he's 24. So he's gonna turn 25 in a couple of weeks. 24 years old. Don't leave. Don't go. Dude, I'm going to the Brasileira. I'm going to play for Grêmio. I'm not going to play for a random team. Okay? Yeah. I'm not going to play for Goiás. I'm going to play for, I don't know, the Portuguesa, any of those random teams. No, it's Grêmio. I'm going to play a couple of Libertadores. I'm going to face, I don't know. And they, 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 they didn't sell him. And now he came up and said, I wanted to leave, but Alianza Lima didn't let me go. Oh, that's not good for the future for them either. So... Ah, boy. So that is that's a lot of that's a lot of factors when when you're thinking about why we don't produce strikers like we used to. Yeah. Interesting. Let's stay with Peru because obviously in Atlanta, I think we've got a, a renewed interest in what's going on with the Peruvian right. national team. Luis Abram has really started to get back to his best game. The the game that I saw him play during his time at Velez. Felt like that was gone for a little while. He's played and started uh, since the League's Cup break for Atlanta United. Next to Miles Robinson, has played very well. What are Peru's chances to get to World Cup 26 in your mind? Um, I think we'll, we'll we'll get there. I think we'll, we'll, we'll qualify. I don't know which spot we're going to qualify. Right. You don't sound uh, too confident in it. I, I, I mean, we'll, we'll get there. We'll get okay. there. We'll get okay. there. I, I know... I know in my heart that I will get there. It's just right now it's it's so much anxiety. There's a lot of people that are the, the problem that we have in Peru right now is that Gareca was so good. Yes. Right? The kind of Gareca was so good and we're so used to his manners. We used to so used to the players that he called the the, the roster. We know what was going on all the time. Right, but now Reynos is a different type of head coach. All right, and I'm glad that finally we get a Peruvian head coach taking over the national team because it's in Peru there's this um, uh, idea of every every uh, foreigner 
is, is better than us. You know, whatever is made outside of Peru, it's better, right? You got the best cars in, in, in China, the best uh, uh, cooks from Mexico. Well, not, not a cooking time, cooking world. <laughs> about to say, yeah, I'm not going to complain so about Peruvian that, cooking. The, the cooking thing, that, that, that that's the only thing probably that we're so proud that it's uh, <laughs> nobody's better than us. But uh, everything else, everything else, uh, we think that uh, that the that the players or the coaches they're not developed here, and they're not named Gonzalez Perez or Kispet from Peru are better. And uh, I really, and uh, you know what's and there's another part also another section of the media and the fans. The media are kind of undercover, but the fans, there are a lot of fans, and, and there's a lot of fans that want Reynoso to fail because. Uh, <laughs> this is an argument that I heard the other day. It was ridiculous because the way he treated Alianza Lima the last time that he uh, he played against him. I want the national coach to fail miserably because my team didn't, didn't get the respect that he deserved. What? <sighs> it, it's crazy. It's just crazy. All right. So um, back to the back to the the, the main question. I think we're gonna qualify in fifth place. That's okay. my my prediction i'm not gonna say seven six no 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 we're gonna go fifth and uh and we're saying this is uh september 5th of 2023 okay number five locking it in peru five argentina brazil uruguay one two three that that's safe Uh, yes ecuador four ecuador four oh okay so Six, seven, eight, nine, ten gets really interesting. No offense to Bolivia and Venezuela, but you have to consider they could be on the outside looking in, right? Yes. Yes. So then we're talking Colombia, Colombia, Chile, Paraguay. Chile. Yes. One Par- of them would miss. Paraguay. I'm saying Paraguay. Really? Yeah. Oh, the Miguel Almiron fans in Atlanta are not going to be happy to hear that. I know, I know, I know, I know. Uh, this is my 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 POV, and I'm, I stand behind it. It's going to be a wild ride. It always is, and even with more teams getting in, it's still going to be super competitive and, and so much fun to watch. I can't wait to see it. I know we'll be talking more about it as we get through this process. Thank you, Nino, for the time. I really appreciate it. No problem. No problem, Jason. Anytime. All right, one more segment to go. It's the 343, three local stories, four headlines, three things that make me smile about this game that I love so much. Coming up next on 929 The Game and the Odyssey app. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. It's time to wrap up tonight's show with the 343. Three, four. Three. Three local stories, four headlines from around the world, and three things that made you smile about the game. Atlanta Soccer Tonight is on Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. Welcome back. Atlanta Soccer Tonight, live on 92.9 The Game and the Odyssey app. Thank you again to Nino Torres 
for taking the time from his busy duties calling games all over South America for Goal TV to break everything down with the CONMEBOL World Cup qualifiers. It's the 3-4-3 up now. You know how this goes. This is going to be an extra fast edition of it. Three local stories, four headlines from around the world, three things that make me smile about this game. Let's go. Local side, number one, I just got back from the Georgia State men's match versus Wofford tonight. Finished in a 2-2 draw. It was a really interesting game. Uh, Two goals for Wofford responding to Georgia State goals. A great opener from Brian Silva. And then Ethan Sassin sacrificing his body to make it 2-1 after Wofford just kept finding ways to equalize. Uh, they have a really good young forward from Denmark. He scored two in this one. He's got four for the season. Other action from around the state tonight in the college side, Clayton State's women defeated Delta State. The Lakers are off to their best start in five years. Life University's women won 6-0 over Talladega tonight, six different goal scorers. Mercer's men won 2-1 at home over Jacksonville. Barzi Blama scored in the 83rd minute to win it for the Bears. And North Georgia's men, they won their first match of the year, 4-0 over Erskine College. Number two on the local side, and I wanted to mention a lot of those schools in number one because the college game, because of the growth in the game overall in this area and honestly all over the country and all over the world, there's better players everywhere. There's more players everywhere. The college game is really benefiting from it. Go see local college soccer if you get a chance. If you have kids who play Take them to a college game because, one, it maybe opens their horizons to potentially playing soccer in college if they don't turn professional at a very young age. There's a lot of opportunities out there on the college side, especially in this state. It's a good level. Go see it. The game I want to recommend is our number two on the local side, Kennesaw State's women hosting Georgia State Thursday night, Fifth Third Bank Stadium. Georgia State narrowly lost to Ole Miss on Sunday, 1-0. It's a goal off a long throw right off of the hydration break. That momentary lapse from Georgia State cost them in the match against Ole Miss. Now, Kennesaw State hosted SEC opposition as well, and they had the best 45 minutes that I've ever seen from the Owls. They were great in the second 45. They found an equalizer maybe could have won the match. I thought they thoroughly outplayed Florida, who was unbeaten coming into it, hadn't conceded a goal all year, and it finished 1-1. So KSU hosting GSU Thursday night, Fifth Third Bank Stadium. It's a 7 o'clock kickoff. It is worth the trip to very strong women's programs in the state. Lots of local players on display. And you can also watch it on ESPN Plus if you can't make that trip. So tune in or go. Local college soccer is worth your time. Number three, another thing that's worth your time is Atlanta United 2. They are still alive in the MLS Next Pro Playoff race. They go Sunday to Huntsville, Alabama to face Huntsville City. It is a must-win game. Huntsville City is in the last playoff spot in the Eastern Conference. Atlanta's got to win. Then they got to beat Miami. Then they got to beat Columbus on the last day. They got to get a little bit of help as well. But if you beat Huntsville and then you beat Miami, who's in the last place spot in the East, you're going to go into the last day with an opportunity. And anything can happen on decision day. We've seen it happen before. 7 o'clock Eastern time in Huntsville. It's a great atmosphere. They're going to have a great crowd in Huntsville. They always do. Our old friend Jack Collison manages Huntsville City. You can watch the broadcast on Apple TV's MLS Season Pass. You can listen to the radio call of the broadcast on my Soccer Down Here network, SoccerDownHere.net, or the Soccer Down Here app, or the Spreaker app. 7 o'clock Eastern. If you're in the western part of Georgia, or even in the northeastern part of Alabama, and you're an Atlanta United fan, I hope to see you in Huntsville for this match. All right, four headlines from around the world quickly. Number one. There is a new head coach for the World Cup champions in Spain. The Spanish Soccer Federation has appointed Monse Tomé to succeed the fired Jorge Vilda as the women's national team coach. First woman to ever manage the Spanish women's national team. Tomé had been Vilda's assistant coach since 2018, very key part of the national team staff. Vilda's contract was terminated by the federation's new board, which was formed after the suspension of President Luis Rubiales, who still won't resign. FIFA suspended him after his 
allegedly, although I don't know really why it's going to even, why we have to put allegedly on it, non-consensual kiss of Spanish player Jenny Hermoso after Spain won the Women's World Cup two weeks ago. Rubiales has doubled down and tripled down and quadrupled down on being an idiot. He needs to be gone. It's not easy to just say he needs to be gone and he's gone. He won't leave. FIFA has suspended him. The Spanish government has some limitations in what they can do to fire him, get rid of him, ban him. They're working through all of it. It might take a little bit of time. But first step, Jorge Vilda, who was Rubiales' guy until Vilda tried to push that to the side, didn't really work. He's gone. Montse Tomé is in charge of the Spanish women's national team now. Atlanta United players on national team duties is number two in the headlines. Yorgos Yakimakis, he will be with Greece. Two Euro 2024 qualifying matches in the Netherlands on September 7th at home against Gibraltar on September 10th. Saba Lobjanidze, also in UEFA Euro 2024 qualifying. Georgia hosts Spain on September 8th in Tbilisi and then goes to Norway to Oslo on September 12th. Miles Robinson, two friendlies for him with the U.S. men's national team. Uzbekistan in St. Louis on September 9th. Oman in Minnesota on September 12th. Now, Tiago Almada with the Argentine national team. World Cup qualifying begins in South America. They will play at home against Ecuador on September 7th, and then at Bolivia on September 12th. Luis Abram, he's joining Peru. They are at Paraguay on September 2nd. That's a very big game when you get into how this thing could break down. And then they're at home against Brazil on September 12th. Efrain Morales of Atlanta United 2. He's on a homegrown contract, loaned to the twos. He is joining Bolivia's senior national team for the first time in his career. It's, you know, if, if, if Efrain gets into these games, you know, it's just run-of-the-mill, like, debuts with the senior national team. They're at Brazil on Friday, and then they host Argentina next Tuesday. No big deal, right? Derek Etienne Jr. called up for Haiti for CONCACAF Nations League games. Johnny Vial of Atlanta United 2 called up by Mexico's U18 national team. They're on a tour of Europe. MLS table where it stands. This is number three on the headline. Cincinnati leading the East by 10 points. They are locked into a playoff spot at this point. D.C. and Montreal are in the wild card spots. Chicago got passed by D.C. Charlotte is two points out of the wild card. NYC is three points out. In the West, St. Louis leads the West by six points over Seattle. San Jose and Dallas in the wild card spots. Austin one point back. Sporting Kansas City two points back, Portland four points back. There are five games this weekend during the FIFA international window, by the way. Miami, who needs wins desperately, they are hosting Kansas City. Nine Miami players away on international duty. Number four on the headlines, Bolivia. Their top two divisions canceled over alleged match fixing. This is down to the first division, the second division, and the domestic cup. The Bolivian Federation has filed a criminal complaint on Monday with the La Paz Prosecutor's Office against players, officials, and referees allegedly involved in a corruption network dedicated to rigging matches, bribery, and illegal betting in football. So Bolivia is going to have to do like a short made-up tournament to decide champions and decide spots for 2024 Copa Libertadores and Copa Sudamericana. That's got to get approved by CONMEBOL, but they really don't have a choice if there is this much match-fixing and corruption going on Good luck, Bolivia. Three things that make me smile about this game that I love so much. Number one, Saba Lobjanidze's goal. Just such a beautiful curler with the left foot. I cannot wait to see him build the chemistry with these players around him. It's going to be a lot of fun. Number two, Annabelle Orozco for Kennesaw State. She came in late in the first half for the Owls game against Florida and her energy and her quality and her fearlessness. And she played on the left. She played on the right. She played as a 10. She played as a 9. She played everywhere. Her just presence sparked Kennesaw State to lift their game. It was so impressive. Just players like that, they make me smile calling games. They make me smile watching games. Love what Annabella Orozco has done for Kennesaw State in her first season. And number three, Atlanta United's unified team on Saturday night. The game with Dallas, the unified team won. They have won or drawn all of their games in 2023. 
getting to ride the bus back to the hotel with the team after the game, celebrating and just having such a good time. I love what Marty Jellamy and Lena Saul and everybody with Atlanta United and all the players have done for this group of kids. It's just so much fun to be around it. If you don't, if you didn't get a chance to watch it live, please go back to the Atlanta United YouTube page and go back and watch that game. You will be smiling, no doubt. I just, I, I love that Atlanta United commits so much resources to the Unified program. It's, it's one of my favorite things I get to do for the club. Thanks for hanging out with me tonight. I really appreciate it. We will be on Tuesdays going forward, 10 p.m. every Tuesday until the Hawks get started, and we might bounce around a little bit. Make sure you're subscribed to Off the Woodwork, wherever you get your podcasts, and on the Odyssey app. Y'all have a good rest of the night. Adios, everybody. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com.